Cognitive Contortions is a podcast designed with the intent of diving deep into a variety of conspiracy theories. While the hosts have closely examined the information available, it should be noted that they are not experts in any field of any kind. The following audio content is intended for entertainment purposes only and can tend to be offensive, though it seems pertinent to acknowledge that depending on who you are, almost anything could be considered offensive. And the data presented should only be critiqued by the laziest of critics. Enjoy. The Pope is a lizard and so is the Queen who murdered Diana and got away clean. Obama's a Kenyan and Reagan caused AIDS. All of the heavy starches. Well, check your mic for me if you're capable of uh, sitting up there. Pank. (laughs) Pank? Check your pank. Pank. On your pank. (laughs) Bogey's on your pank. (laughs) Nanners, we got bogey's on your pank over here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Nanners. I see him pank. Alright, just letting you know. Got three panks inbound. Coming from the south side. Straight for your nanners. Straight for your nanners. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're doing a thing. Um, what are we doing? What? I don't know. Pank? Oh, another one already. Dang, this guy. Drink up, my little birdie. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I a bird? What did I do? Sansa Stark? Yes. Uh, for real? Yeah. He's referencing Sansa Stark. Thrones. Sansa I'm not. Stark. My name is not Sansa. Sansa. Sanscript. Thrones. Thrones. Thr- like thrones of people. Thrones. thrones. Of Sanscript. Thrones of the game. Thrones. thrones of what game? Which game are you talking about? Of thrones. Did you know they're getting? They're the ones getting the Star Wars trailer. Excuse me. What? They're Wars. the ones getting the Star Wars trilogy. The writers of Game now. of Thrones. Yeah, I heard that. At least they have. Or they're well, doing. They're doing. The, they're doing the, the next though. Star Here's Wars the thing, movie. Though. If they stick with some source material, I think they'll be all right. It's where they work best, based off of what we've seen. Because uh, as soon as they started deviating from George's source material in season five, it just turned into yeah. like a fucking. So they run out. Bob Hope, Bing Crosby special edition movie flat. where they're. We'll go. We'll save. Pr- Princess. Oh. Jamie and Bron <laughs> riding through the desert. Gotta go down, save the princess. We're the, the whatever they're called. We're not like the ones. What? We're the. <laughs> we're the, the Ober- you know what I'm trying to talk. Oberyn's. I'm trying to say like Oberyn's people. It's like, hey, we're these three girls, and we like say. Vagina. Oh. Uh, like, no, in the books, you're way cooler. Like, why not be those guys? The fucking, uh, the... Like, we're women, and we're strong. I mean, you were in the books, but, like... Yeah, mm, yeah and, like... They, you're just wearing sexy leather and looking upset. That's... Yeah, and in the books, like, not one of them ever said the word pussy. Yeah. Remember that in the show? I kind of... It's like, that just felt terrible. Yeah. Like, like, she wouldn't say that. The actress didn't want to say that. The actress looked like she'd... Watching it like that. The actress looked like she had read the books to study and then came in and read the script and was like, wait, this is not what I remember. Why am I doing this? What's my character's motivation? You're feisty and one of you has a spear and one of you has this other knife. 
Yeah. You each have a different weapon. That's Here's your the thing. You're, you're actually great characters in the books, but we're just kind of, we don't have a dominatrix in this series. <laughs> Five seasons in, we got to make up for some lost time. So there's three of you now. Yeah, we're And your sisters. Uh, one of you's going to say pussy. One of you's going to play with yourself when you're in prison for some uh, reason. Yeah, that was a thing. Just to... Who was it, Jamie or Braun, that they were trying? Jamie and Braun. <laughs> Jamie and Braun. <laughs> Jamie and Braun. Save it, a princess from dawn. She's like, look at this. And it's like, that's not in the books, man. You need to put that away. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, miss. Uh, I know it's canonical, and that is not it. Your sand snake vagine is hanging out. It's flapping sorry, around. sorry, excuse me. Uh, your, George... your sand snake pussy, as you oh. would say. Hey. <laughs> George wrote a lot of pussies in this book, and yours was not one of them. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Cognitive Contortions podcast. Uh, I am your host, Tyler John Henry. And I'm disappointed in Game of Thrones right now. Hmm. Go on. Go on. That's good. That's good. I like that. That's a solid start. (laughs) Scott's voicing what many people are feeling. You're just voicing what you're normally feeling. I'm just ready for it to be over. Yeah, end it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I would have been more excited. I definitely, their whole, like, let's wait two years was oh, a I've, bad I'm idea. At, I'm at my life. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. what I meant. Like, like whoever the powers. <laughs> two years. Whoever the powers that be. Material behind, you're just like, yeah, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the, the day I woke up and realized, like, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> the powers that be gave me a sign. They're like, we're going to wait two years. I was like, no. <laughs> Like, no, we're going to wait. And it's been two years, and nothing's happened. Yeah. Well, so... Okay, so, um... Yeah, let's just get into this shit. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh... Thanks for coming back to the listener at home. New new topic? New topic. This is our second series here. It's going to be, uh... About, about the moon. Did we actually finish the last one? Or did it just end? It just ended because... I feel like I need some closure. What do you want closure-wise? I mean, Reptilians, Reptilians, I wouldn't say has ever technically closed. I'd say that was the lead-in, and it's technically the through-line of all I of the other like the podcast episodes. I listeners might want closure. I was just speaking for them, so I'll give them some. Okay. Um, after all that, if you want to know whether Reptilians exist or not, You've the answer already... is yes. They do. Obviously. Probably. Yeah. Definitely. The good news is they come, they, well, I guess it's, I don't know if it's good news, but they show up in like every other conspiracy theory, so. Are they going to show up in this one? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Moon stuff. Moon stuff. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into uh, moon conspiracy theories. Uh, It's about the moon landing being fake, right? That's one of the. Just the moon being real in general. Yeah. It's both. Both of those things, actually. Damn. Yeah. You joke, but. That's a that's a real part of it. No jokes here, friend. No No jokes. It's all serious. Now, uh, the moon is, of course, our planet's only natural satellite, uh, believe it or not, and has these. That is actually at the center of a lot of controversies. Uh, Most of us know, uh, of course, about at least a few of them, such as you know the most popular one that the moon landing was faked. Oh, I would have said the moon's made of cheese. (laughs) I was thinking that too. Yeah, I don't. I think that. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Is that proven real? That cheese. the moon's definitely cheese? I mean, yeah. One step for... Checks out. Holy shit, this is cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the saltines! <laughs> um, and action, sorry. <laughs> giant leap for cheese. Uh, there are uh, a lot of other relatively popular <laughs> ideas, though, um, such as the one we discussed very briefly in our last series about reptilians and David Icke, that the moon is actually just a hollow space station, and uh, 
there are a lot of other theories that present a number of other ideas. So, side effects of Moon's conspiracies may include, but are not limited to. The Moon is a space station housing life forms such as aliens, humans, reptilians, mermen, mermaids, Nazis, and Hitler. Other side effects of Moon conspiracies include fruit and jelly theory, belief that the Moon is a hologram, or an alien satellite, or that the dark side of the Moon is covered in bases and ancient structures hidden from us by our own government. But hey, there's a very, very minor chance that all of these side effects uh, cure your depression and your sciatica. So, hey. <laughs> oh, did you write that be, down? Yeah, I did. That's awesome. Might be, might be worth going ahead and... Yeah, uh, I don't know if that was off the cuff or not. Might be worth uh, checking into that and uh, make sure to ask your doctor if moon conspiracies are right for you. <laughs> I've got a doctor's visit tomorrow. I think, you, so. uh, I think you, you left one out, though. What was that? That it's actually filled with the um, production crew uh, of the <laughs> hit TV series, The Truman Show. Oh. Got him. Got him. Damn. That's a good one. Now the whole podcast is ruined. Yeah. It was ruined from the start, pal. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Yeah. But uh, as that random list of shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice that, on your part. Got as that random. Like, how does he. You're doing it, but I was like, how do you go from just the words Jim Carrey back into this? And you did it. The same way Jim Carrey goes from just being Jim Carrey to still being alive. He's. Exactly. Yeah. He just does it. Good job. I thought you were going to say, oh, he actually died today. Well, no, he, I was just going to say he's not Jim Carrey anymore, but I think you kind of said that. More or less. You just sort of start painting and stop being yeah. in the public eye. He's. Have either of you watched the documentary in Jim and Andy? Andy and Jim, whatever Mm-mm. it's called? I've not. Me neither. It looks good, though. It's still trying to get through Game of Thrones. But you, like, you, you're aware that he kind of like either lost his mind or he tapped into the part of his mind that none of us can. You mean like when he lost his mind? Yeah. Because it sounds like you just found a very polite way of saying that. Well, no, because like, his whole thing was he was saying that everything changed for him after he played uh, I think it was Andy Kaufman in uh, Man on the Moon, I think. Was the movie? I could be wrong on that. He had said that he became Andy Kaufman hmm. to the point where he felt like he was no longer Jim Carrey any more than he was Andy, Kauf- Andy Kaufman. He was like, I am not Jim Carrey. I'm just this person playing the role of Jim Carrey. And that's all that we're doing. He was like, Jim Carrey doesn't exist. It's oh. just the role I've been playing my entire life. Huh. I can be anyone. I'm like He sounds crazy, but at the same time, like, fuck. Just like the ultimate yeah. method actor. Yeah. 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 Like at Damn. that point, it's like, uh, it's like that who, who might make a little we? sense. I don't want to think about that. I don't have to be a guy with <laughs> sciatica and crippling anxiety. That's just a role I'm playing. <laughs> well, the sciatica part's kind of like really physical. So uh, for for this particular conspiracy theory, basically, I kind of we'll, we'll see if this is gonna work or not. I tried to break it into two potential episodes that we could do where I have there's four main topics like two that are pretty big and two that are smaller and I kind of split them up with you know one of each and each of these two different ones but to be honest I have a feeling we're not going to get through two topics in one evening but we can try what? so uh, I want though <laughs> before we start I want to ask uh, get your guys opinion on which of these you'd rather do for the evening the uh, choice number one is that the moon is a space station and aliens live on the moon or Hitler and the Nazis fled to Venezuela after the war and then went to live on the moon. Hmm. Or, uh, choice number two, the moon landing was faked, and that's also probably because the moon just doesn't exist. Hmm. I think we should go by audience applause. Okay. Uh, well, like, <laughs> like, if you, if you yeah, in the it, audience want mm-hmm. to do the first one, start clapping and cheering, and we'll just judge it by, like, the volume. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, right. ready? So, for option number one. 
Not not bad. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. bad. All right. So option option number two. Option number two. Shit, man, that's close. I don't even. I don't even know. I think we can't even ask him to do a do over. So I think we should just decide I mean, what we want to do. <laughs> cheese. We're going with cheese. We're going with cheese. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we survived that bit. It was tough. That was good. I was like, read my that mind. Good. Read my mind, guys. You, don't you, this you gave me a shush, and I was like, all right, I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> See, I don't get. I'm, I'm down either way. Which that was a terrible, terrible answer. But how about I drink this and we go with number one? I like that. Damn. Like all right. <laughs> Wait, was number one Hitler? Yeah, he's Whoa. yeah. He is never number one, right? <laughs> Maybe public enemy number one, but you're right. You're right. I don't. He was he was number one in uh, German world domination. He did a lot better than the Kaiser did. That's true. Not saying it's like a good thing to be voted number one in, but uh, he sounded kind of stoked about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an act. He had to. Anyway. Yeah. So before we actually dive into the. The main crux of it, either option that we chose, there are a few things about the moon that we kind of just need to know in general, so that way, moving forward, we have a general idea of some of the things I'm going to have to talk about, because there's basically some theories about how the moon formed, and if I don't go over that now, when I try to suggest why certain things about the moon... Bang. Yes. Bang bang, long live she. As a as a result of the Big Bang, but it actually it didn't it didn't just happen in the Big Bang. So basically, though, after the Big Bang, when the sun spun to light and the planets of the solar system began to form, uh, it took actually about another hundred million years for the Earth's moon to actually spring into existence. So mm. there are three basic main theories about how our planet's satellite could have been created: uh, the giant impact hi- uh, hypothesis, the co-formation theory, and the capture theory. Mm. Many of these theories are different from those of most moons actually in our universe and are actually kind of necessary to explain our moon because it's it's bigger than it should be in comparison to the uh, host planet's relative size which is actually a huge point that comes up a lot with conspiracy theorists is like but the moon's so big and we're like yeah it's because it it's not it's like it's, it came about in a weird way and they're like no it's because it's not real jeez <laughs> okay well I mean, it was big in the truman show <laughs> It was pretty big in the Truman Show. And look how that was. Is it, what is the comparison in size the, between the moon and the Death Star? About seven inches. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the size like of the Death Star. Off. It's about I'm seven inches. Buzz in the room here. Hey, man, you can drink now. I'll pour you one of these. Drunk off grape juice, man. <laughs> <laughs> that unfermented wine. Mm. All right. Sorry. I'm um, reeling you. Why no, you're fine. only come out at night? Anybody known as Afraid of the Sun? Hey, the moon can do whatever he wants. And... Your secrets are in the dark. All right, sorry, derailed. Yeah, anyway, uh, th- again, though, basically, again, most of these different theories that are a lot different from uh, most actual formations of most moons are necessary in order to explain why our moon is so large, because it is kind of an anomaly in as far as the uh, relative size of the moon to its host planet. Uh, us? Yeah, that's us, Earth. It's about the size of Mars, actually, which makes it a lot bigger than it has any right to be. Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it just does. Right. No, just scientifically, Call it just, the fuck it just out. does. <laughs> uh, but Listen, Moon. That that yeah. Break it up. 
That's fucked up. So we'll try to get through these really quick. Uh, the first of these main theories, which is the actual just overall cons- uh, consensus of the scientific community, is the giant impact hypothesis. Mm. Um, basically, this presents that the moon was formed when a giant object smashed into the Earth billions of years ago. The object is thought to be just an ancient planet known uh, now known as Thea, named for the ancient Greek goddess Titan who gave birth to the moon goddess Selene. It's thought to be roughly about, it was twice the size of Mars or a little bit bigger than Earth currently is now. And as a result of the collision, there were actually just giant chunks of our planet and the planet of Thea thrown into the Earth's orbit, which eventually coalesced and made up the moon now. Just the giant chunk that was left over from that planet kept smashing into all the small pieces of chunk that fell off of our planet, and it all formed our current moon, which is why it's so big, because it started a lot bigger than it should have been, because it came from the idea of just being another planet. Uh, the biggest issue with this, though, is that... Wait. Yes. Because it broke off of a planet? Chunks of our planet that broke off when it collided with another planet. How did it become a perfect sphere? Well, the thing is that even though something is in space, if it's moving, there is still... Uh, well, it's, it's not a perfect sphere, but it is huh? still spherical. Try no, telling the moon that. Oh. Yeah, it knows. Damn. It's what? shown us. It answers your question before. It only comes out at night because it knows it's not a perfect screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. man. Imperfect. Um, Jeez. No, but I mean, the thing is, even Piece if it's in shit. space, there's not a lot of resistance in space. But if something is constantly moving, there is still energy there. And it's going to eventually kind of help to form okay. a certain shape and round it off, especially with its rotational aspects and the fact that it's constantly rotating. Uh, especially when you add in like billions and billions and billions of years where it's just constantly spinning around and rotating. Because um, this happened a very long time ago. How long? Sit and spin, moon. Billions of years. <laughs> the uh, the biggest issue with that theory, though, is that you would think because of the the main genetic makeup of the moon being from a different planet, that it would be a lot different from the Earth as far as the kind of shit that's on it. And it's actually only varies a very small amount, being like one part. A few parts in every million parts is a little bit different from the Earth, which has led other theories to come about basically being co-formation, which is considering the amount of debris debris spinning around in the universe, many moons in the universe actually formed around the same time as their host planet. The problem with this theory, however, is that it doesn't explain why the moon is much larger, but also still a lot lighter than our actual planet. If both formed around the same time, they'd be made of the same basic shit, so they'd have a lot of the same elements to them and behave Mm -hmm. very similarly, but they don't quite add up. Uh, the last, though, is that potentially the capture theory, which is that our moon just snagged a random giant piece of something that was already flying through the universe with its gravitational pull and locked it into orbit. That also, though, doesn't really make a lot of sense unless our gravity was at some point way stronger than it is now, because it just, that's not really quite how gravity works. You know, you can put stuff into orbit, but it, it's still relative to the size of the host planet. You know, in general, we talk about uh coming up that there's going to be a lot of stuff about the impact hypothesis which is that something huge or a lot of some things all smashed into our planet at some point creating a fuck ton of debris to go out get caught in our orbit which eventually over billions of years collided with each other and formed what is now our moon that is just some cool stuff about the moon that you now know i got a question for you and it will matter later yes conspiracies aside do you think that there is life on the moon no because I kind of feel like life is inevitable. Yeah, but on like a... Not, not, to, not to say that they're like us or anything like that, but uh-huh. kind of, you know, think about the um, those real fucking ugly fish that live real deep in the water, and they wouldn't survive up here, just like we wouldn't survive down there. 
I feel like life is inevitable no matter where it is. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm drunk. <laughs> what are we, Already? What are we, 20 minutes in? You just got here, pal. I've been here all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, life is inevitable, but not inevitable in every possible situation. So yeah, I, uh, I feel like it's, it's more yeah. likely that there is another Earth-type planet oh, yeah. that is the proper amount of distance away from the sun that has life form on it than actually have <laughs> life on the moon. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy to think about it because we're doing all this shit with space travel and, you know, we don't know what's going on out there. Yeah. And who's <clears> to <throat> say that, you know, at some point their technology is going to find a way to find us. It's kind of fucking crazy when you think about it. Or maybe they already have. Yeah. Maybe they are reptilians. <laughs> probably. Like, maybe they exist, but, you know, not in the way that David Icke thinks. They probably do somewhere, but yeah, not in the way that he speaks. But speaking of David Icke, actually, uh, this particular theory uh, that we're going to start off with, oh, which yeah. is that the moon is a space station. Yeah, we've seen that. It's, there's footage of that. Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Jedis. And yeah. So yeah, it's called was, A New Hope. That wasn't a space station. I'm sorry. I and it's spoke. called... Uh, no moon. It's a space station. This is exactly what it is. <laughs> you watch your mouth. Uh, yeah. This yeah. this particular theory, though, <laughs> this particular theory is a favorite of our old boy, uh, Daddy Eichmann, a.k.a. Real World Obi-Wan Kenobi, a.k.a. David oh, Icke. Daddy Eichmann. Daddy Eichmann. So what? My boy. Uh, hollow, hollow moon theory, though, as a whole, uh, or that the moon is a space station itself, is actually a pretty old concept dating back over about 100 years. But whenever a scientific explanation explains away a conspiracy theory about the moon, a more convoluted conspiracy theory shows up to further add to the lore about the moon. The concept of hollow moon, though, very first began back in 1901 with the release of a science fiction author, uh, H.G. Wells' book, The Man on the Moon. Mm. Now, in the... epic space odyssey the main characters land on the moon only to discover that the small planetoid is actually no moon but a space station inhabited by insect-like alien races over 60 years later when america took that one giant leap for mankind to the moon the theory of a hollow man actually began to resurface for some fucking reason the uh, science fiction concept was at that point then wrenched from its comfortable womb of fantasy and forced to exist in the real world by several people uh, but predominantly it was perpetuated from two main sources first misunderstood readings by non-scientists of readouts from NASA's uh, seismometers or seismometers, excuse me, uh, instruments that are basically used to record vibrations and movements on the surface of the moon. And second, an article written by two Russian scientists published in the Soviet Reader's Digest knockoff, Sputnik, which is known as the Vossen-Sherbakov theory. So now that we have kind of a basic idea of where those ideas come from, we're going to go ahead and begin to unpack the wonderfully wrapped gift that conspiracy theorists have so delicately packaged for us, which is in fact the moon conspiracy theory. I'm gonna get some ice so I can get another drink, and then we're gonna get, <laughs> then we're gonna read on more of this. Raunchy moon. <laughs> raunchy moon? <laughs> yep. All right. It's conspiracy moon gets a little raunchy. I do that. I, I might grab right. an orange. Oh. One more time for the the folks at home. Yeah. What what is it you're gonna snack on here in a second? Orange. Glad I didn't say go I. Or Kill oranges. Gun them down. <laughs> the oranges. Yeah. Can someone peel it for me though? It's such a pain. Peel it with hey, no, it's it, 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 it's it Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. It's pronounced origins. Oh, origins. I'm talking about the fruit. So am I. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys are drunk, and I'm in the middle of it. Orange time. I'm sober, but I feel drunk. I'm just gonna get orange juice all up. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you just been nibbling on That's a... That's where it comes yeah. from. <laughs> All over the couch. Uh, oh, That's why the shit. couch is always sticky. Oh. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. I mean... What? All right, so... He peeled. I don't know what's going on. Anyways. And I, just, action. I feel like this is going to go so yeah. south on me. But That's I'm, all I can hear right now is just how that skin tears apart. <laughs> I'm just curious how Fashion its skin into a lampshade <laughs> and charge $4.99 for, for the it. viewer at home, Tyler is peeling an orange very vigorously right now. It's, it's a big orange. It's, it's He's deveining the orange. Don't forget oh. the dirt trail. Just go ahead and peel it into the mic so everybody knows what we're talking it's about. It's going to make a mess, though. That's fine. All right. Did you see that? Yeah, they tried to fight back. <laughs> it's just squirting everything. Oh, no, it's like yeah, it's, we got it's a just some, here. It's some quality uh, ASMR right now. <laughs> it's doing around How's like, that sound for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys want a piece of this orange? No. No, I'm good. You've, I've been watching you put your fingers all over it. I, mean, I was going to say... How do you peel a fucking orange? With my, I don't. Eat it. <laughs> I no, cut it into slices and I eat it like a goddamn five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I eat stickers all the time, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. I don't so, know. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as I mentioned a little bit ago, though, one, of the, one of the two reasons, though, that people tend to believe in the... Moon is a space station theory is because some people believe the moon is hollow. Now, considering how that goes against pretty much everything that science has taught us about a planetary body and the way that it forms. Oh, no. (laughs) This planetary body's shooting them. Oh, continue. I'm just making a fucking mess over here. Yeah, dude. It's It's an orange. Squirt laugh. You are just. I don't eat hell. You are going to offer us some of that? That's real good. You just, like, yeah. fucking... Oh, my... You, like, mountained into Oberyn's eyeballs that orange with your thumbs. My thumbs are clean-ish. Oh. That's not good enough Where for me. Where your thumbs been? Knuckle <laughs> 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 deep in that orange. Clean... <laughs> First and or second. Your thumbs were knuckle deep in that orange. Hey, man, smell my thumb. I've been knee-deep in some orange. <laughs> Anyways, this is all garbage on my part. Meaning, like, when I start talking, it's garbage. Cut it all out. No, I like it. <laughs> but yeah, like I was talking about uh, a, 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 a brief moment ago, hmm. uh, a, lo- a lot of the, the the reasons that people believe that the moon is a space station is because some people believe that the moon is hollow. Now, considering that this does go against everything that science has taught us about planetary bodies and the way that they form... Got them. Wrong. <laughs> Got y'all. It would, it would only stand to reason, then, that it could can't be a natural occurrence therefore it must be manufactured huh. like a space station or a death star which is technically a space station mm-hmm. um now this theory uh first really truly developed in the uh, real world when the phrase quote-unquote the moon rings like a bell t-rex hands began to mm-hmm. surface back in march of 1970 in an article written for popular science uh, basically during uh, amalo up uh, amalo oh. apollo missions uh, 11 through 16 including uh, excluding mission 13 of course because that one just kind of went wrong uh nasa deployed several uh seismometers what was wrong about it um there was just flaws and watch the movie with tom hanks yeah Oh. Just oh. do that. Hey, Wambad. Do we have a problem? Continue. 
<laughs> During Apollo missions 11 through 16, excluding mission 13, though, NASA deployed several uh, seismometers to record the movements and vibrations of the moon's surface and left them there so as to receive data regularly about activities on the moon. Smart. Now, it's a pretty good idea. Now, these seismometers would uh, radio information back to Earth, and they continued to do so until about 1977 when they were finally switched off in order to save money. And uh, these radio transmissions, though, did reveal a lot about the moon and its internal structure, specifically the fact that something called moonquakes exist, which is kind of interesting. Uh, moonquakes are basically like earthquakes, but, you know, on the moon. Oh, and, shit. That makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, really happy to explain that. <laughs> uh, moonquakes are split into four basic categories: deep moonquakes, you know, uh, which are about 400 miles below the surface. Vibrations. Yeah. What kind uh, of moonquakes? Deep moonquakes. Okay. Can you say that a little bit closer? <laughs> deep moonquakes. Oh, he just did. He just did. Deep. Oh, god. Hey, He's I, getting confident with can it now. I, can I ask one more question? He's slinging yeah. it around the slang station. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, what's the, what, was, what was your question? How deep? How deep is his love? <laughs> Seven hundred kilometers, or the size of Surtur. Four hundred and oh. size of whose dick? Surtur. Surtur. Chakabra. Ragnarok. Zoltan. Ragnarok. Asgard's yeah. reckoning. Uh, yeah, so the deep moon quakes about Asgard. 700 kilometers or Sorry. 435 miles below the surface. Two, the second type of moon quakes are known as vibrations caused by mm, meteor impacts. Three are what we call thermal quakes, where you're turning up the temperature on that cold, hey, frigid I, surface of exactly, the moon. It this. looks exactly how it sounds. <laughs> I hate this. Go back to normal. <laughs> and four, we have shallow quakes, only about 20 or 30 kilometers below the surface. But I'm going to tell you one thing, sweetie. They're the, they're the little troublemaker. They're the troublemaker. Go on. Are you happy? I have orange juice all over me. It's so sticky. <laughs> That's what it is. You couldn't grab the tissues soon enough. All those vocals. Uh, Cut it out. Trim it out. But yeah, there's Trim the... it down. Trim it down. Kill it. With, burn it with fire. <laughs> Deep moon quakes. Fire. Vibrations caused by impacts of uh, different shit. Thermal quakes, which is basically just the sun hits the moon's surface after it's been cold for a while and hidden behind the earth, and it starts to warm up, and it just causes some basic shifting on the surface. And then shallow quakes, which happen about 20 miles below the surface. Or 18 miles below the surface, sorry. Oh, which which one? one is it? That's, how you, that's how you can tell. It's, it's fake. Conspiracy. 20 to 30 kilometers below the surface. And, uh, 12 to 18 miles translated for you who are still on the imperial system like a bunch of goofies. Uh, now, of these four different types of moonquakes, though, the shallow ones are the troublemaker, being so close to the surface that they cause a constant reverberation in the moon's body when they occur. Damn. Uh, which then How's causes... The Anyways, anyways. <laughs> I mean, he lets him. He, he voices his opinion. Mm. That's the thing. That's why it is a, a bit of an issue. Uh, it causes the entirety of the moon's surface, though, to give off kind of a resonating sound as it shakes. Oh, um, dude. <laughs> that is that's that is actually exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, I thought so. Apparently, in the seventies, people were so fucked up on cocaine they thought that's what a bell sounded like. 
the moon shook, causing the surface, more or less, of the moon, though, to resonate, and at that point, it was described as ringing by a bell. This phenomenon was first discovered when the Apollo 12 mission intentionally crash-landed its two-and-a-half-ton ascent stage of the lunar module onto the moon's surface in order to kind of actually see how the moon would respond to that after they'd put these seismometers in place to kind of see how that would play out scientifically. That's when they heard the moon giving off those vibrations and it lasted for uh, resonance in those sounds. It, they said it lasted for about an hour before it finally dissipated and went away. And in that uh, popular science article, they were like, oh, the moon rings like a bell. Now, of course, like I said, we've since uh, explained that. And the issue is basically that the moon is completely solid and has no water on it. So when there's an earthquake, the vibration hits water. It has somewhere to go and it dissipates. So there's never any kind of a sound or a resonance here on Earth. On the moon, though, even if like the, the moon quake starts in one spot, there's no way for that sound or that, that movement to dissipate. So it just goes around the entire hard, rigid surface of the moon. Jesus, man. That's right. <laughs> a lot of, there's going to be a lot of that in this. I'm sorry. I can't tell if you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> I'm using the words that scientists use, so tell me if they don't have a sense of humor. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but basically because of that, though, the vibrations of the moon cause kind of a constant... <laughs> Okay. A constant uh, moaning sound, if oh you will. Oh my god. Full moon moan. Isn't that a <laughs> full movie? Moon. Yeah, full moon Samuel moan. Jackson? Yes. Hmm? Isn't that a movie? Full moon moan? Definitely, yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. If it's not, it, it should is. be. Black snake moan. I'm like feeding off your 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 buzz over here. Hey. I get hey. weird when we do this. And I'm like totally sober. Just mm. a lot of grape juice and some donuts. You know what it is, mate. Oh. See? I'm getting weird. I never say mate. <laughs> I didn't have an excuse. I couldn't, I couldn't tell if you just said mate for no reason or if you botched an Australian accent. I, I couldn't. I, I think I thought of Vinny for like a second and then I said, I was like, what? Now, you know, I was talking to one of my clients and I was, I think I was talking about someone's wedding. Fake news. And I said, <laughs> I said something about me being uh, someone's best mate. And all I could think of, this is when I was like really deep into um, Peaky Blinders. It's like, is mm. that why I said that? I'm his best man. Anyway. Did you say it in like a really... Oh, his best oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drunk again. Linda. <laughs> Linda. I'm drunk, drunk again. again. <laughs> now, uh, scientific explanation, though, for why the, the moon rings the way that it does or is perceived to ring that way hasn't really stopped conspiracy theorists, of course, and the ancient alien guys from believing <laughs> that the moon is actually just hollow because, you know, bells are hollow and they they make a ringing sound when when they get hit with stuff. Mm. So obviously, if the bell makes or the, the moon makes any kind of a ringing sound hit it's with what hollow, for example, a uh, finger. A b- <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like if you You're looking at me like I'm the weird. Oh, like a bell. Like if you a bell. Yeah. What did you say? What, what, were you asking about the moon <laughs> or about the bell? Either one. See, I thought he was asking about the moon. Oh, like, okay. Finger. I was no, like, I already I said that. Scientists wrote that. Because the, That's a little too <laughs> on the nose. No. Um, <laughs> like a bell. If you hit a bell with like a little metal hammer, it would go ding, 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 no ding, way. and ring. I don't believe. Scientists, I like I said, the uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the astronauts for the Apollo 12 mission crash-landed their lunar module on the moon after they had installed these seismometers to kind of see how the moon responds and whether or not it has earthquakes or anything in it. They dropped that onto the moon to see what would happen so they could actually get their readings and test and make sure that their equipment was okay. 
So that's that's what you would hit the moon with. A bell you would hit with just, you know finger. Kofa. A finger. <laughs> yeah. That one. That finger. <laughs> For the listener at home, you can you can if you really listen closely, you can hear which finger he's using. It's as long I'll as do it again. Yeah, here here's shh. Yeah. <laughs> Only one finger makes that that <laughs> that sound when you Switch draw it. Blade like sound. <laughs> Uh, of course, though, the, the next logical step that most uh, conspiracy theorists would claim the, the, uh, after they come up with the idea that the moon is hollow because it makes a ringing sound, therefore it's hollow like a bell. Well, if it's hollow, we will accept the uh, the natural occurrence of how a planetoid comes into existence explained by science, which is that it is basically just some kind of a large object that accumulates more shit over time and becomes a planet. We'll accept that in order to claim that, well, if the moon is hollow, then it can't be a planet. So it has to be a fake manufactured thing of some kind. Therefore, it's probably a space station because it's hollow, mm-hmm. right? That's how that works. And then scientists say, no, that's not how that works. Here's an explanation. And they say, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. Planets can't be hollow and it's hollow. And they say, no, it's not, though. And they say, Shut the fuck up. And they're like, but we told mm-hmm. you why they can't be hollow. And they went, well, you don't know anything. And they go, but we do. Hmm. So, so calm about it. I respect them for that. Hey. Usually, so, whoever's like screaming is normally wrong in my experience. Generally speaking, you're probably right. I never scream. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> I already, I just, I already went over like how uh, they got information. I already talked about how a planet. Yeah, real quick, did, did either of you guys need like an an explanation as to why the moon can't be hollow if it hap- uh, like occurred naturally? I mean, I don't personally, but <clears throat> our listener might. <laughs> All right, G O L D G O L D. That's gold. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean every time you say that. <laughs> I, the listener at home, I think, knows what you mean every time you say that. Yes, that- I, yes I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason that no hollow planet, though, can exist naturally is due to the way that a planet or a moon or any orbital orbital body is actually formed basically in the very early stages of the universe there was a lot of shit just spinning around everywhere in the universe after the general expansion of the sun and the explosion that we call the big bang now uh many of the things that were just sent spiraling off in the universe eventually were caught by the gravitational pull of the sun and depending on their size were either spun into an orbit around the sun or another star in the universe uh if an item was too small though it either got sucked into the sun and destroyed or just kind of escaped and was floating around through the universe until it collided with something else. That last part especially is how a lot of different things formed is basically just most other pieces that were of the right size got caught and put into an orbit around the sun or a planet or whatever else that's out there that they got caught in the gravitational pull of. As they began their elliptical orbit around that object, they eventually just hit a bunch of other shit, which slowly accumulated over time, turning it into whatever body that it eventually became, whether that be Mars or Venus or whatever. Eventually that object clearly its orbit, meaning that it was the only thing within that orbital rotation around the actual sun, and it became a planet or a moon around a planet that was orbiting or whatnot. So based off of just the understanding that any planet that exists has to have some kind of a solid center at its core because it was a big thing that hit other shit that turned into a bigger thing, 
nothing can be hollow because you can't you can't have an empty space it's gonna say what if you are one big empty space we're not talking about you uh no you can't you You can't just be one (laughs) you you can't just have a big empty nothing accumulating shit around it something has to start accumulating shit I don't know, man. We got this couch. <laughs> Is that something sciatica? Because let me tell you. I just kind of formed around it. This body is um, empty and it's filled with sciatica. At think, same time. think more of uh, think more of your body as yeah, we'll say the earth. Think of uh, your brain as the people and think of sciatica as global warming because the people aren't really giving a shit or paying enough attention to the planet. So all of a sudden you get global warming or sciatica and now it hurts and you go, but why? offended. Same. Don't compare my brain to the people. Yeah. And sciatica is a demon from hell. Call up in this empty space. (laughs) (laughs) Take root there. Anyway, that's that's basically how uh, shit exists, though, and why nothing that uh, exists naturally as a planetary body can actually be hollow on the inside because it just it can't. Um, It checks out. mm. It ain't natural. (laughs) It ain't natural. It ain't right. right. Uh, Now this. This, though, will bring us to the second reason that a lot of people seem to think that the moon is a space station, and that is the uh, supposedly theorized explanation, uh, the Vassen-Sherbakov theory. Now, this theory, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is from an article written by two Soviet scientists in the 1970s. Mm. Uh, it was propaganda. <laughs> I mean... Oh, for, I was making a stupid joke. <laughs> I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Like, they worked for the, the, the whatever Kremlin's version of NASA was. So, at least at some point they did. I wouldn't be shocked if it was some in some way or another just Soviet propaganda. Uh, they seem to really enjoy fucking with Americans by spreading disinformation. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't be surprised if they have been doing it since... The, yeah, right? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they've been doing that since the 1970s. Um, the theory itself, though, hypothesized that the moon was actually an artificial hollowed-out Earth satellite that had been put into place by unknown beings, such as the reptilians that David Icke talks about, or just some other random unknown being from outer oh, space. Yeah. Oh, uh, they specifically don't say what they think it was. They just want to leave you wondering, but they don't really want to speculate beyond what they claim they can prove. Hmm. Um so, if you want to know how they came to that conclusion, though, the, uh, the Russian scientific duo proposed that the, uh, the theory that the Earth's moon is not a natural satellite but a holotoid planetoid was literally hollowed out eons ago in the far reaches of the universe by super-advanced intelligent beings, possessing a technology far superior to ours even in today's terms. Uh, Sherbakov and Vassin also proposed that massive machines were used to melt rock and form long cavities within the moon, spreading molten refuse onto the lunar surface, uh, which, you know, create up a lot of just, like, the different mountain ranges and craters and shit that we see on the moon whenever we've been there to explore or that we can even see from the earth that make up the man on the moon that we see from our planet uh they also further stated that the moon was preserved by a hole like inner shell in addition to uh, a reconstructed outer shell of metallic rocky junk and eventually this enormous craft was steered through the cosmos and finally put into orbit around our planet i don't there's there's really not a lot of evidence that 
they present there's a couple things here and there that are kind of like oh that's an interesting question but how they got from that's an interesting question to aliens from another advanced scientific like mm-hmm. scientifically advanced race just hollowed out a planet and then put it in orbit around our earth to watch us i don't really know again they don't they don't go into detail about that but their their main supposed points of uh of research that prove this theory as they say is that there are some lunar rocks that have been discovered to contain processed metals such as brass and the elements of uranium-236 and uh, neptunium-237. None of these elements, it should be noted, actually occur naturally on our planet. Therefore, if the moon occurred naturally, it shouldn't, in theory, exist there unless somebody else did something to the moon, somebody who made artificial metals. Um, Hmm. that's, That's really the only even remotely compelling evidence, quote-unquote, that they have. Uh, There is no actual definitive explanation, scientifically, for why those elements are on the moon. Uh, However, it should be noted that there were actually only very, very, very minor trace samples of those elements found, like the tiniest bits of those elements found from about 840 pounds of samples of rocks taken from the moon during the Apollo missions. Uh, So that could be fucking anything. Hmm. cross-contamination i mean we went there several times we had spaceships that we took there that definitely used certain things like brass uh there's definitely a lot of people handling it probably before it got to the lab we can't really say Hmm. but that's their biggest evidence as to again why an advanced alien race billions of years ago hollowed out a random planet with a molten lava rock drills and then brought it somehow here and put it in orbit around our planet. And these are scientists, so... Uh-huh. Oof. Uh, another thing, though, is that these could just be uh, trace elements actually left over from the planet Athea I mentioned earlier, which is part of the collision theory. Because just because certain things don't occur naturally on our planet doesn't mean they can't occur naturally in the universe i mean our planet is really the only part of the universe we have direct access to to study and we don't really even understand it that well so to say that just because it can't occur naturally here doesn't mean it can't occur naturally somewhere else at some other point especially when the universe was in its early stages and everything was just fucking exploding molten lava and shit going crazy all over the place. One of the other aspects of the moon's composition that the Russian scientists alleged proved that their space station hypothesis was the existence of hollowed out areas and caves on the moon. We were aware of these kind of things before we went to the moon and especially after we went. But I mean, again, this just kind of goes back to when the universe was being formed and everything was just volatile. The basic core of the moon, kind of like our planet Earth, is just molten lava rock. And especially early on, there was a lot more of that at the center. And it just broke its way out in volcanic kind of eruptions and carved channels and paths and shit like that into the surface of the moon. Uh, Most recently, especially Chinese probes that have been sent to the moon have pretty much proven that there's not really much to them. They're just caves. (laughs) What man? Caves right. and craters. <laughs> what I'm sorry. What was that? Was a Chinese probes. Mm. China. China. Jesus, man. Um. All right. So real quick, I'm just gonna finish up this last little bit about these guys, and then we're gonna play a game. So. Uh, Ooh, what game? You know what game? Truth theory bullshit. That's right. Now you just you just wait you just wait we're almost there I got one little paragraph you just sit there and look I'm fucking pretty. winning tonight whatever Scott says following him well I lost the first time 
Yeah. I'm like one uh, for one. I guess. Now you're, other, you're 50 percent though. Oh, I'm at zero. <laughs> other, <laughs> well, I, I'm keeping score too. Uh, <laughs> other <laughs> other aspects of Where the you at? Uh, bitch. Hey host. Sorry. I win every time. <laughs> Is this winning? Yes. Anyway, other other aspects of the uh, Vaz and Sherbakov theory allege that the moon is older than the Earth, which potentially actually could be proved through scientific analysis of the carbon dating done on rock samples taken from the moon. However, this again would actually just support the idea of a collision theory. Uh, in fact, professors Locke and Stewart of Boston University have theorized that before the Earth began to form, the moon had actually already formed uh, from a molten ring of uh, gas and lava in our universe, and then after its formation was sent hurtling into space, which uh, after a while it collided with the very early form of our planet which eventually created our moon so even though their idea of like well the moon's older than the earth so again it's got to be a space station is just explained by logical and rational thinking and actual scientific explanation so god's baseball god's baseball (laughs) uh yeah that's pretty good I like that. God's baseball. But who's he playing catch with? Because it's not us. <laughs> Where are you, Dad? Oh, it's getting fucked up. Right. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it out. Uh, Cut it out. I... Yeah, I can't come back. Okay, this is going to get fucked up. I'm sober. <laughs> let's, let's, let's screw it. Uh, I wanted it. All right. Well, I was going to. I can't come back this weekend, you know. <laughs> but why are you coming back? Yeah, I'm coming back. It just God. can't be this weekend. God went out to but get when? cigarettes and never came back. God went out. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> pretty much what I'm hinting at. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's pretty fucked up. Oh, I... sorry, viewer, listener. Mm-hmm. Sorry, future Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, get dark. This grape juice is fucking me up. That just reminded me of uh, I don't even know why. I don't know why I'm so weird. That, like, I think I'm feeding uh, off you guys. I like Angels it. in the outfield. Yeah, and that happened in that, and he was like, "Sorry, I can't come watch you play baseball this weekend." Dude, he Pretty does sure do that. God? God said that. No, it was his no. dad. Well, maybe his dad. Maybe his dad was God. If Speaking you build it, they will fucking... come. But I'm not gonna come. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> anyway, uh, after this weird little tangent into Great the uh, far too serious, absolute we're, depressing, we're back. we're back, and uh, it is time to play truth theory <laughs> bullshit. Excuse me, theory truth. Or bullshit. Uh, <laughs> his face, his face was priceless. Uh, <laughs> like he just switched it around a little. Anyway, I'm just saying what everybody just saw. And hey, that was <laughs> you were the only one that saw that. Though. It's the thing that everybody just saw with their ears. Yeah. Look uh, at me when you're talking to me. Theory, truth, bullshit. Uh, this, is, of course, is the segment where uh, we play a game in which I pick a relatively well-known subject of some kind, movie, TV, show, or book, and share with you three statements all relating to the chosen subject, one of which is a theory, one which is true, and one which is bullshit. Uh, you, the contestants, have to figure out which is which. Witches. Be cackling. Uh, so, as of right now, the scores, of course, are tallied up. Aaron is two for two. Scott yeah, where is, is one. he at now, though? He's not here. Motherfucker. So, oh, yeah, that should be mentioned. Aaron's not here. I think the listener noticed. I noticed. Wait, 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 wait. We can call him. You want me to call him? Yes. See if he'll be part of this. Uh, listener, so please this. pause. We're going to bring in Aaron uh, over the telephone to uh, be part of. All right, just to, uh, like your dad, just to be clear. Yeah. He doesn't answer his phone. Yeah. He might call back in like a minute. That's fine. Or five. If he doesn't answer, uh, I'll call him. And then if he doesn't answer that, which he won't, Scott can call him. 
And then, uh... We'll just keep calling until he answers. Yeah. Yo. Go, I. Go, I. What up? Hey, uh, we're about to play... Hold on. We're about to play Truth Theory Bullshit. I thought you said it was Theory Truth Bullshit. Yeah, it's whatever. Sorry. Theory <laughs> Truth <laughs> Bullshit. Hey, we're about to play uh, Truth Theory Bullshit, and uh, <laughs> we want you to play. Go. Go, I. <sighs> go, I. Go, I. Oh, here. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the phone to Tyler so you can hear him. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> hey, go, I. What up, man? Not much, go ah. So we're uh. How drunk is everybody? Sometimes just feeding off them. Uh, Tyler and I, I'm I'm buzzing. Tyler's a little drunk. Scott has had some unfermented wine, so grape juice. So 189. He's, uh, he's doing pretty good right now, I'd say. It's normally 397. Uh, I wanted I wanted especially to bring you in on this round because uh, it is Batman related. Alright. So yeah, this one is uh we'll see how well this goes considering that it's that, bullshit. <laughs> considering that you and Tyler are huge nerds, we'll see how this goes. So real quick, uh we're gonna go ahead and get this so we're not keeping you for too long, but the theory truth bullshits are uh A. The character of Batman and Bruce Wayne are loosely based off of the real life historical figure Leonardo da Vinci. B the Joker is actually Bruce Wayne's brother who disappeared after the death of he and Bruce's parents, which explains his obsession and insistence that he and Bruce are uh, the similar people. And uh, C, the Schumacher Batman films, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, are actually just films made within the Tim Burton's Batman universe. Repeat the third one. Uh, the third one is that the uh, Schumacher Batman films, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, are actually just films made within the Tim Burton's Batman universe. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a Batman and Bruce Wayne are based off of Leonardo da Vinci loosely. B the Joker is Bat uh, Bruce Wayne's brother. C the Schumacher films are actually films that take place inside of Tim Burton's universe. I think that's a theory. Mm. I think the second one's bullshit. And I know the the first, one, the, the first one at least the art the original art for Batman was based on the fly, Da Vinci's flying machine. Um, so I know at least part of that is true. Okay. I know at least part of the first one is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I said that too. I said that too. <laughs> I'm gonna say truth. I'm gonna say truth theory bullshit. Oh. Okay. I said truth, bullshit theory. Truth bullshit theory. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Um, that third one really f- fucking confuses me. Uh, yeah, uh, to explain the third one a little bit better. Yeah, uh, please. Basically, what that means is that the the Batman of Forever and Batman and Robin are actually just Hollywoodized representations of Michael Keaton's Batverse. So, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah they yeah, take place inside of that. Like, within the Keaton universe, those are movies being made about yeah. Batman. Yeah, exactly. Tyler Tyler was not understanding it. That's why I was I'm repeating still it. Not understanding. Uh, oh, I just actually got that. It's but, like a taco inside of a burrito. <laughs> It's like okay, so it's like it's following the same universe, but just with different characters. No, no. no the really the idea is director. that the idea is that those two movies were made as though they exist inside of 
the Michael, Michael Keaton's Michael Batman Michael universe. Batman. Oh. Like movie. Yeah. Like oh. The universe yeah. Like, like the, the way... They weren't made to entertain us. They were made to entertain the people that live inside of Tim Burton's Batman universe. Like the Stab movie existing in Scream 2. So it's like, yeah, sure. It's like, we're watching, yeah. it's like we're watching secondhand movies. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay, truth, theory, bullshit. Okay, so Tyler says truth theory bullshit. Aaron, you said truth theory bullshit, and Scott said truth bullshit theory. Yeah, why not? Can't all say it's Scott bad. is correct. Oh. So it's true. Oh. truth bullshit theory. Yep, truth bullshit theory. Damn. Man, I, hope it, I was about to change my answer, and you went ahead and said it. I'm sorry. I you had. I was, literally, I was literally about to say, you know what? I think that's. I think Scott's right. I think it's true. True bullshit theory. What was the second but, one? That my, the Joker my, is my, Bruce Wayne's brother? My yeah. first answer was the, was the answer that I gave. Yeah. So I should have done better. Man, fucking Scott coming in here clutch. Well, I was I was concerned because you were like, well, I know that his wings are designed off of Da Vinci's shit, and I was like, all right, well, he's got <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, see, Aaron well, reads more Batman like, comics at, than I do. and If I, you look at like the original sketches of... like. Bill Finger's original sketches of Batman and Leonardo da Vinci's like flying machine, they're almost like identical. Yeah. Like the two like the two drawings. Hmm. So I knew that I knew that one was true. Um yeah, that was a tough one. Nice. That's good. I, was, I figured I was fighting an uphill battle with that. Two comic book nerds, and I did not do much research on this one. <laughs> <laughs> and oh Scotty, the one that doesn't read comics. Fucking crushed it. No read all, boys. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, but basically, no, though, no, no, no. Um, oh. the truth of it, though, like Aaron had actually mentioned and hit on the nose, uh, Bob Kane, the co-creator of Batman, did base Batman's wings off of Leonardo, uh, Leonardo da Vinci's invention, uh, the ornithopter. Uh, however, the comparisons don't actually stop there, because <clears throat> much like Batman, Da Vinci uh, actually lost his father at a very young age, and he even endured a very similar traumatic and well-documented cave experience if, uh, when he was a young boy. The theory is that the Schumacher Batman films, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, happen inside of the movies of the Tim Burton's Batman universe now. Uh, I kind of like that, because it makes them seem less... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I 100% Wait, agree. So there's no theory that the Joker is Bruce Wayne's brother? I'm going to address that because there is... I, 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 I came up with that idea before I put it in permanently. I looked it up. I found one article from Cracked written specifically and solely based off of the uh, Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movie. And it really, the way that the guy wrote that article felt a whole lot more like he just really wanted that to be a theory. But when only one person has okay. written something about it, I'm not going to call that a popular theory. I'll accept that. These well, schools, yeah, we I am um, I'm officially 0 for 3. Hey, it's okay. I'm not in here for You this. even said you were going to go with what Scott said, and you didn't. I said I was going to go with what we're Aaron said. Mm. We're here for the lulls. I mean, honestly, that's what I'm here for. That and the free whiskey that I bought. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. So, uh, <laughs> Scott, Aaron, especially Tyler. All right, wait, hold on. No, I was just going to say, uh, all three of you, but especially you, Tyler, bring your A game next week because Scott and Aaron so far are tied two for three. Well, and uh, Tyler, you have over oh oh for three. So. You guys, wait. I like to play the long game. <laughs> Long, but it's cold in the year. Long game. Lose every time, and then you eventually kill yourself. <laughs> hey, I'm, going, I'm going through a tunnel. You're breaking up. 
That was good. Oh, oh man. Um, so I say that to my boss all the time. Uh, so though uh, the uh, the Batman and Robin though. Uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin uh, may claim to be sequels to the Tim Burton's Batman movies, but I mean, like, you know, are they? Are they really? Uh, this is where the theory comes from that they're actually movies that come that happen inside of the other world's universe. So uh, basically, the idea is that they don't they don't make any sense compared to the Tim Burton versions. Don't make uh, any sense? Period. <laughs> they really don't. Uh, even putting aside the total difference of like the overall tone of the movie and the musical differences and things like that. Even Bruce Wayne's physical appearance just mutates overnight, transforming from the thin, kind of edgy weirdo that Michael Keaton plays into a more conventional, square-jawed type of hero. Uh, Burton's Gotham was uh, designed basically as an industrial wasteland, kind of on the edge of collapse, whereas all of a sudden Schumacher's Gotham overnight becomes kind of like a weird, scientifically advanced, futuristic idea of Gotham. And it's all neat and clean and sparkly. Again, overnight, as far as we are aware. Um, it's all kids' toys. Yeah. Uh, weirdest part of all, though, is uh, Harvey Dent's race changes, and nobody mentions it. Because if you remember, Harvey Dent was played by Lando Calrissian. Yep. And, in and he took that role with the intent of playing Two-Face, and he got fucked over. Yeah. And they gave it to uh, 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 M from, uh, from Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones. Hmm. Damn. And nobody nobody seems to care or mention it or have any ideas to why that would happen. Uh, so I didn't even realize because of, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, the funniest thing is for the longest time I didn't have cable in my room and I would just fucking put a movie in my Blu-ray player and leave it in there for like a week or two, just mm-hmm. something to play like while I went to sleep. And I watched probably the first forty minutes of Batman <laughs> and Robin for two weeks straight and just Arnold's puns and one-liners it's, it's pretty it's good like it's worth watching it like honestly batman forever is like they're both really fucking bad yeah but just arnold's one-liners and his fucking puns yeah. are just make it that much better than batman forever because batman forever i feel like is kind of like really campy but also doing a horrible job at trying to take itself kind of seriously. Yeah. Whereas Batman and Robin is just all in on just being terrible <laughs> that it's funny. Exactly. Uh, which brings us back to the basic idea is that because of all of these crazy disparaging differences, especially between those two movies and the Tim Burton universe movies, uh, the Schumacher films are basically thought by some people to be fictional sci-fi movies that take place within the Burton universe, presumably some point after Michael Keaton's Batman uh, or Bruce Wayne reveals his secret identity to the world. The Hollywood of that world made some Batman movies, which turned out to be the Schumacher Batman films. That's why they changed so Mm. drastically overnight, why Batman looks more conventional, why the city is cleaned up. It's basically pro-Gotham, pro-Batman propaganda. And uh, as far as Tommy Lee Jones being cast uh, as a white Harvey Dent when Harvey Dent is originally black, it's just Hollywood whitewashing all over again. Well, Harvey Dent in the comics is white. Yeah, but I'm just saying as far as, like, in relative comparison to the Tim Burton movies, because they cast Harvey Dent as a black guy. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no comics you're right, you're right, you're in right. that universe. Just the Schumacher Do you Batman know why films. they did that? Not the Harvey Dent, why they like went that direction with the movies? I don't fucking know. Because it was um, 
they were focused so much on toy sales at that point. Ah. And Batman Returns was so dark and like kind of violent and sexual. Couldn't sell toys. And Danny DeVito eat children? In the second one? I think it's implied. Or it's like implied he eats kids. Yeah. It's like when he's the penguin. They felt like that movie wasn't really for kids, which <clears throat> the so, merchandise. They decided to just fucking get rid of Tim Burton. And I'm. Yeah. I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that once they fired Tim Burton, Michael Keaton said, I'm out. What I feel like you're saying yeah. to me is that, that up here. Warner Brothers and DC haven't just recently been bad at making movies. They've just always been bad at making movies. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, you got bad. <laughs> they, always, they always do real good at first, and then they just go way the fuck off course for some reason. And, you know, the funny thing is an old friend of mine, uh, I can't remember if he hates the original Batman or if he just doesn't understand. But like I remember, The Adam West one? Oh, I mean, the... It were the first uh, Tim Burton one. Oh, okay. Because the Adam West one is fucking great. I don't care who you oh, are. The whole show, <laughs> I, get, I get the whole series on Blu-ray in that little, behind that little door right there. Mm. has a little button. You hit the button, it plays a little theme from the song. Want me, want me to grab it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Please. Right now. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. Where'd the button go? Where'd the button go? Oh, it's right here. Okay. <laughs> when was the last time you changed the batteries in that, my uh, man? Satan is in that box. The Baba Duke's in that box. I'm going to have nightmares tonight because of that. That was fucking terrifying. But... <laughs> that was fucking terrifying. It's just going to be... It's just going to be Adam West in the Batman suit with his dick all bulged out and his gut hanging. And he's going to be just like trying to say something. But when he opens his mouth, it's going to be that sound coming out of it. Oh, man. Yeah, but then you're going to be perpetually waking up and looking around and be okay and like, oh, God. And then when you open your eyes after you sigh relief, it's just going to be Adam West again in his Batman Holy spandex. Shit, that hurts. I can't oh, even that did not quite go the way I wanted He's it. He's going to stand in the door. I kind of prefer the demon one. I do too. <laughs> it loses all emphasis after whatever the fuck like kind of ring shit that was. <laughs> like Superman came and went in your dream you said you had. Batman's gonna oh, come in, God. open his mouth, and he's gonna just play that out of his mouth. <laughs> that was terrifying. I had a dream a while back oh. that there was a uh, there was some evil version of Superman that was killing everyone. Okay, so and yeah. my my brother who uh, he's a he's a big gun enthusiast. He's got a few, maybe a lot. I don't know where he's at right now with that. I know where he is like geographically. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but you know, just in typical Corey fashion, he started shooting at Superman, mm -hmm. which didn't really work. In the, in the dream, not real life, in the, right? In, in the dream, yeah. Because I feel like he, if he's your brother, he's seen enough movies that he knows <laughs> shooting at Superman won't work. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Superman unhinged his jaw and started eating my brother's face. <laughs> Yeah. To that music. <laughs> to. <laughs> you just had this. 
praise Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> that's like some. That's some demonic. With the four, four horsemen of the apocalypse right in. Yeah, man. That's gonna be the sound that everyone in the world hears. I don't even know how to put batteries time. in this. It's a fucking box. <laughs> You open the box. There's a bad spirit in there. <laughs> you should we, do. We empty. need to do an exorcism on your box. I, I think wish. we might have to. Dude, that's the dream job. <laughs> that is the dream job. That's My name is Paul Philman. I am a piano tunist and a qualified box exorcist. You got a box with an audio speaker in it. Needs an exorcism? Call me, Paul Philman. You I'll should... tune your piano while I'm at it for free. It just sounds like demons are rising. <laughs> it's like Tuscan Raider death metal. That's what it sounds like. Oh shit! With like what? Like it's the shit that Tuscan Raiders blast on the back of their banthas when they're on their way in to fuck some Jawas up. Yeah, like you know when Obi Wan's like all cloaked up and he's like waving his arms and screaming. Yeah, he has that in his headphones. <laughs> Like that's, oh, shit. that's what's second about. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was theory, truth, or bullshit. <laughs> Brought to you by the devil. Brought to yeah, you honestly, by the devil. That should be the outro music to this episode. <laughs> so next week we're gonna have uh, a medium come in and exercise this fucking uh, Blu-ray set that I have. <laughs> if there are any uh, medians listening currently in the uh, listening audience, please feel free to email us uh, at seekontortions at gmail.com and uh, let us know how uh, much you would charge to come and perform an exorcism on Tyler's bo uh, Batman box set. Let's get through the last bit of this shit here. If, I, I would love to let this keep going. <laughs> Shit, man. Um, yeah, that's gotta go outside. God me. damn. I'll buy you another one. <laughs> Stick that back under the table and forget that it's there. <laughs> now, uh, an another aspect of, uh, oh, Jesus, where am I at? Jesus can't save us now, not with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, so, uh, another aspect of the, uh, Vossen Sherbakov theory, though, uh, getting back into this whole moon Shibikov. fucking thing. Sherbakov. It sucks at the blood. You suck at the blood. Get the sheep. Suck it. <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the lore. I think. Oh my! Another another aspect of this theory, um, or I guess another another professional quoted uh, by Moon conspiracy theorists uh, when it comes to the whole Moon being a space station theory is uh, a guy named. Uh, Isaac Asimov. Uh, he's an American writer and a professor of biochemistry. Gregor? He's American? Gregory Isaac? He's American. Asimov? This, is, this is a different guy. No, not Gregory Allen Isaacoff. Gregory Isaac. No. Asimov. Evan Isaac Asimov. Gregory Allen Evan. Isaacoff. <laughs> so, so uh, before Gregory Allen Isaacoff's very, very popular uh, musical career. <laughs> All right, sorry. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here it is. I meant, I meant like, yeah, that's like you. All right. that's, that's, another, that's your cue. Another quote-unquote professional quoted by Moon Conspiracy Theorists is uh, Evan Isaac Asimov. Can you say quote-unquote? Does that mean... He's not a professional when it comes to anything to do with the moon. Okay. But uh, yeah, Evan, Evan Isaac uh, Asimov is an American writer and a professor of biochemistry. 
at Boston University, uh, which is why I would I would like to personally note really quick that a biochemist might be a scientist, but he is not an astrophysicist or a physicist. So when it comes to space, he does not know what the fuck he's talking about. Which one of those are you? Oh. Get the hell on my couch. <laughs> uh, more in my house, you get my wife's name right. <laughs> more, uh, more importantly uh, than his actual scientific credentials, however, though, he has been known more specifically for his works of science fiction, which should tell you a little bit of something there. Uh, he was, however, fascinated by the enig- uh, enigmas surrounding the moon, and Asimov wrote about the moon. Uh, and how Enigma, alias the Riddler. <laughs> yes. Question. And because of this, he he wrote about them. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, sorry. Yes. I just question. He's really into question, question mark. Oh, question. Yeah. The one on his hat. Irrelevant. Overruled. Did the one on know? his cane. The one on his clothes. The one on all of the envelopes he leaves for Batman. The one on the tip of his penis. Did you know <laughs> that the? I don't like how, um, like, as a matter of fact, all that was. <laughs> did you know that the piece of flesh? Wow. On the tip of what? <laughs> The, <laughs> go on. Uh, the piece it. of flesh surrounding organs that played the Riddler, previously known as Jim Carrey, uh-huh. originally oh, wanted to like, shave like... a um, a question mark in his head for that movie, and didn't because he was going through a divorce and wanted to look presentable in court. That's upsetting that yeah. uh, at that point in time he couldn't just go to court and be like, "I'm playing, I'm playing the Riddler." At the same <laughs> time, though. How fucking dumb would that have been if he had a question mark shaved in his head in the movie? Real dumb. I mean, would it have made it any worse? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I would have appreciated it They're more. They're just kind of like, damn. Okay, again, so uh, Isamov was... <laughs> Asimov. It's Isakov. Asimov. Alan. Alan, Greg. Asimov. Asimov. Come again? I would if I could, but I can't. I've come too many times for you. Oh my god! Asimov, uh, Asimov wrote about the moon. <laughs> and I'm trying here. He's like, I feel like we're like a foot from where we need to be, and we just are like, no. I'm not gonna let you try it there. Go. Uh, we're not finishing. We're not getting through all of it. We're, oh, just, I already we're just trying to finish. <laughs> Yeah, when the demon stuff came on, honestly, I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, it's been a long time. I guess hey, that's what as, as Asimov, everyone, everyone has their kink. <laughs> Asimov wrote uh, about the moon and how he believed that it may have been captured and put into position. Uh, he said that it's simply too large to have been captured uh, by the Earth and that the chances of such a capture having being affected and the moon uh, then having taken up nearly a circular perfectly circular orbit around our earth are too small to make it actually a credible solution to how the moon got there uh that's true but again that kind of brings us all the way back again to all of the different theories (laughs) all the the different theories that we talked about earlier as far as where the moon actually came from he's pretty much specifically addressing the capture theory which was the least credible of all of the different potential ideas of where the moon did come from Mm. Uh, theorists, though, uh, would also allege that Asimov was right, to, though, to consider the moon's orbit because not only is it a nearly perfect circle, but a stationary one, meaning that one side of the moon always faces the Earth. 
uh, with only the slightest amount of variation. Uh, conspiracy theorists also claim, though, that uh, as far as we are aware, this is the only natural satellite in our galaxy that possesses such an awkward orbit. That, uh, that assertion is actually not accurate, because they're not the brightest people in the world. Uh, the orbit is explained on numerous occasions by an actual astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. Uh, the phenomenon is called tidal lock, and uh, Pluto and its moon Charon are actually what was called double tidal locked. What's Pluto's <coughs> moon's name? <laughs> <clears throat> Sharon. Are you serious? Sharon. They help me, Sharon. Help me, like, yeah, Sharon. Yeah, Pluto's not a planet anymore. Cause help me. It is, it's, anyways. It's married to Sharon. It lost all self-respect. That's because of fucking Sharon. Damn. Fuck you, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Fuck Sharon. Fucking Sharon. Uh, Pluto, <laughs> Pluto and its moon Sharon that are actually what is called double tidal locked, meaning that they are actually showing the same Try face. Spice it up. Yeah. Get that double tidal lock on. Uh, they're they're actually though showing each other the same face constantly. So marriage. <laughs> picture the moon as as uh, the wife circulating around the man at all times, but she's always staring at him with her face. Now, Sharon and Pluto are just a man and a wife staring at each other's face, constantly trying to circulate each other, but staring each other in the face at the same time. Predator prey. Yeah, which is which is a weirder kind of thing to actually happen naturally than just our moon staring at us with the same face all the time. So when conspiracy theorists say that, like... Our moon showing us its face constantly is the only natural occurrence of that. Like, it's kind of true, but also there's a weirder version of that in our universe, which is a moon and a planet constantly staring each other down all the time. So, they're, like, barely right, but not really right at all. Hmm. Uh, and the explanation for this, though, is is something that, again, it's, it's called Tidal Lock, and it's... I'm not really going to try to go too detailed into it because other people who are educated can explain it better than me. So very simply are you and saying that you're not educated, not, uh, on a PhD level. No, what that is. I'm just kidding. Exactly. So, uh, basically though, to drastically understate it and try to explain it, um, what happens, though, is that the moon orbits our planet and the gravitational pull varies because of the bodies of water on our planet. Uh, the moon and the lowering and rising of the oceanic tide of our planet are actually related because of that variance of gravitational pull as the moon surrounds our planet. Uh, when it passes over bodies of water, the gravity becomes actually a little bit more intense and then when it goes back over land, it becomes less intense. So because most of our planet is water, the gravitational pull of those bodies of water are actually kind of constantly pulling the moon. Uh, as a result of this, though, that extra pull from our planet on the moon has slowed its own natural orbit over the billions of years that it's been circulating our planet and has eventually slowed its own circulation down to a point where it's now just basically staring at us. That's the best way I can explain that, is that our gravity fucked up its gravity. So now it is no longer spinning, it's just staring at us because our gravity was so much stronger than its. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right, bitch. God's on bitch ass side. moon trying to show me your Earth ass. gravity, bitch. You come to America, you gonna get fucked up. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> the moon tried to fuck with us. The moon learned. Uh, now, as with it's most kids. Big moon. 
has a ocean, big moon. Ocean moon. Oh shit. <laughs> big moon. Space moon. <laughs> we need a space nice. force because the moon won't stop. <laughs> the moon. The won't moon stop. is staring at us. <laughs> you see that man on the moon? I do too every night. Why don't I ever see his anything but? His anything but? Anything but him staring at me. I don't want to see that space force blow up the moon. Yeah, send him up there. Do you think Donald Trump's going to blow up the moon? I feel like he needs to just pass on. No, as opposed to uh, uh, most conspiracy theories, though, uh, as we noted uh, with David Icke and his ideas that directly paralleled with movies like The Matrix and The Hunger's Game and science fiction books written by Robert E. Howard, most conspiracy theories have this strong correlation between uh, what they tend to believe and honestly just straight up, straight up science <laughs> fiction. Which is kind of the world that it feels like we're living in now with the president that we have. Like, 1984 felt a little bit weird and like, okay, that won't quite ever happen, but maybe something like that. And now we live in the world we live in now, and I would love for 1984 to be real, because at least I would know why everything sucks straight out of the the barrel. Like, it it makes perfect sense, (laughs) whereas this makes no sense. Yeah. Which part? Oh, all of the parts from solo to the last jedi <laughs> all the way to donny jedi to solo all the way we f- got to think chronologically here i'm thinking chronologically within the star wars universe oh like real time yeah oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened <laughs> In in general, conspiracy theories do have this have this weird tendency to just constantly parallel science fiction, uh, which is the same as the whole theory about the moon being a hollow space station, whether it be Star Wars or whether it be, uh, fuck, what's that guy's name? <laughs> whether it be Star Wars or whether it be H.G. Wells or whether it be whatever, science fiction and conspiracy theorists seem to have this constant parallel. Basically showing that, in general, conspiracy theories have a hard time separating science fiction from actual fiction. Or science fiction from actual science. It's a oh. fine line. It's not a fine line to walk, but they seem to think it is. And they seem to think that those two lines cross over each other all the time. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I think... <laughs> Yeah. I think that's about it for us. So, uh, oh God, there's my phone. I think that's about it for us. So, uh, we're going to take care of some final housekeeping really quick here, or I'm going to do that while you guys sit there and look pretty. Uh, and then we have some, uh, stick around, of course, folks, for some from the comments, which is, uh, our finishing little segment here that we do real quick. Uh, before that, though, thanks again always uh, for the use of our theme song, The Conspiracy Song, to Tim Ireland, the musician quite off of their uh, collaborated album, Cautionary Campfire Tales. You can find Tim's work at bloggershead.com, and you can check out Coit's music on iTunes by searching his name spelled K-O-I-T. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at C Contortions. Uh, if you have any conspiracy theories you'd like to hear more about, your own theories, or any actual ideas for truth theory or bullshit that uh, you have, you can email us at ccontortions at gmail.com. You can uh, follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at the John Henry. You can follow Aaron uh, at Aaron.shaver and uh, Scott and Tyler 
at Scott uh, J underscore Moses. Two separate people. Yeah. With two separate accounts. Yeah, shut the fuck up and let me finish. <laughs> you can follow <laughs> You can follow Scott and Tyler on Instagram and Twitter at Scott J underscore Moses and at Buzz has a Woody respectively. Buzz I, cha- has a Woody. I, I changed mine again. Did you really? Yeah. What is it this time? Uh, bat nipples six bat nine. nipples sixty nine. You can follow uh, Scott at Scott J underscore Moses and Tyler at uh, bat nipples sixty nine on Instagram and Twitter. Nipples yeah. and toes, 23. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, lastly, if you do enjoy listening to our podcast for whatever fucking reason, uh, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment or a review. We would really appreciate it. Basically, the more that you guys listening do that, the more that we get seen and the more likely we are to get like advertisers and things like that, which means that eventually we might actually you know, get paid, which means we have more time to produce better audio maybe somebody who's uh, professionally oh. trained editing it so they know when to leave out star wars rants and when to leave them or without uh, star wars rants what are we i'm not gonna lie to anyone good i'm pretty drunk <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> that's good that's good. That's good. Okay, uh, so our uh, first comment uh, from the comments comes from uh, King of Swords uh, 43. Wrong. The moon is a very mysterious, spooky, and vast place. The dark side of the moon has so much paranormal activity. Moon bases, technologies, artificial structures, downships, and moon wonders. If the beings are colonized, the dark side of the moon, then I believe we better tread lightly. We be in unpermission and hostile planet. It go to be a reason why they set bases on the moon. Let's take a look at the possibilities. <clears throat> One, aliens may be monitoring us to try and make sure that we we don't destroy ourselves or artifacts on Earth or planets. Two, maybe they think we was here first. Don't try to off us and take over. Three, maybe they think to find us new planet to colonize. Their race is dying, so they're a hybridization program in the making. Wizard. Four, maybe we simply need to mind our business. Yeah. Uh, all right. Damn. What was name? King of Swords, uh, forty-three. Yeah, he's just K H I N G O F S W O R D Z space forty-three. Wait. So King Z? of Swords, uh, forty-three. He used a Z. Yeah, he used a Z. He really liked. Uh, he he added. I've never uh, seen a sword. <laughs> he's definitely not the king. He, he added an H after king and a Z for swords and a space after that for the number 43, meaning he really wanted that username, but apparently so did a lot of other people. Now, uh, in my personal opinion, I feel like he's the king of nothing. Mm-hmm. Probably. Now here's this is grass. here's something. Uh, after after that comment, uh, I found this on just one of the the, the YouTube videos about the moon being fake and I, I honestly don't really know how these comments got where they did but but after king of Sahords uh, 43 made his comment the uh, immediate following comment after that came from brother jonathan one two three eight four one two berg and uh he says no one ever flies higher than 
went inside holy jesus spirit <laughs> attention all eagles acts chapter 2 38 through 39 men and brethren what shall we do repent and be baptized every one of you name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and ye all shall receive the gift of the holy ghost hmm. <laughs> did you get any of that <laughs> That's intense. I'm sorry, do you, do you want me to say that again? No. Okay. <laughs> I kind of It was do. very loud and religious. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> There's two things I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I have one more that I, I, I do want to throw in here just because... Please do. It's it's interesting. I won't scream at you. That middle one was just... Uh, Becky. So... Uh, Becky. <laughs> Let me smash. Becky. It was so out of place. Babe. By the way, for the listener at home, um, so I don't have to keep editing out Becky, you should go ahead and just YouTube as soon as you're done with this. Becky, let me smash. It's the easy. spelled L-E-M-M-E. Let me smash. Let me smash. Please. Watch like the first five. You'll pretty much get it. They will change your life. For you listen life. to this whole thing all the way through. <laughs> you might as well. You might as well. You clearly have way too much time. <laughs> Go ahead and look that up. Uh, this, this, of course, is our final uh, final comment for the evening, and it comes from uh, Central Intelligence TM dash CITM. Oh shit, it's a CIA. That's the actual. Uh, <laughs> wow, they're fucked up. Uh, now he says, uh, "The Vril Thule Khoisan parentheses who were slaughtered by the billions by malevolent European organizations, etc." pre-World War II and much further back, in parentheses, <clears throat> etc., have been on the moon since the 1800s, etc., along with <laughs> aliens, interdimensionals, etc., dot, dot, whosoever controls the dark side of the moon controls the dark side of humanity, etc. That is a, a quote, <laughs> of course, TM'd, accredited to Predetta Severa, TM. Sincerely, <clears throat> Predative Vera, C, uh, TM, Black Agents, TM, Dash BATM, etc. Of TR4BTM, Dash Tactical Reconnaissance for Bureau, TM, CIATM, Central Intelligence, TM, EIATM, Dash uh, Extra Intelligence Agency, TM, CEATM, Central uh, Ent, with an E, Ent Intelligence, TM, Etc. Of Omniversal Government TM Omnia, etc. The government entity of these omniverses, which are the innards of God TM, etc. I want them found. I want them bagged. I want them in three different trunks by the morning. (laughs) Get them out of here. Three separate bodies of water, three separate cars. Need you to sunset those cars. (laughs) Maybe. Need to sunset that ride, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whoa. Yeah. Like, we got demons in the room, and we're all feeling a little dumb right now, but, like, that's really... <laughs> <laughs> that has to be Central Intelligence TM-CITM. That has to be his inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I forget they're even, like, saying an actual thing. It just sounds like... They're trying to raise up each other. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, folks, for hanging out with us and spending your 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 time we with us. We appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And uh, spending your waning years. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as always, uh, make sure to uh, you know be safe, enjoy yourselves out there, and don't let the sciatica get you. Hmm. 
Edit that out. Really? I was like, hmm. Oh. I love it now. Is that just that part? Yeah. All that, all that. Ha <laughs> <laughs>